0: Everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of
1: the Disney Drive Time Podcast.
0: How are you? Doing good. Good. It's been a good weekend. We had a
1: very nice weekend. Busy
0: weekend. Yep,
1: lots to do, and uh, we salvaged some of the weekend with as far as weather went. Yes. So it was nice. Good.
0: Let's uh, head on over to the Disney Parks blog.
1: All right. Well. Disney's Blizzard Beach is going to be reopening on November 6th, which is
0: great news. Well, it's great news if you're Blizzard Beach or a Blizzard Beach fan, but it's not good news if you're a Typhoon Lagoon fan.
1: Well, I mean, they've always done the thing where they swap out one being closed for the other so that they can do some
0: refurbishment. That's usually one month during the winter. Now it's six to eight months that they're closed. Um, All right,
1: Debbie Downer.
0: But as Cheryl mentioned, Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park will reopen on November 6th. Uh, And they have a post on the Parks blog about things that they're excited for. Uh, The first way you can celebrate is to get the new Disney Water Park Seasonal Pass. That is available. And uh, you can get that uh, and visit now through May 24th for just $79. It's not bad. Which is a little more than the cost of one visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, of course, have new and returning food beverages. They have a s'mores churro. And they have banana split churros, okay. uh, which I know you don't like. Well, I
1: don't like bananas. Banana
0: splits no. or bananas. Um, they have Tyke's Peak is uh, freshly refurbished. You can see uh, Anna and Elsa in their igloo castle and a wading pool. And you can see Olaf and some of his snowy friends. That's so cute. Uh, they have the twist and turn down Teamboat Springs, which is the world's one of the world's longest raft adventures. That's always a fun ride. Uh, The Toboggan Racers, a 250-foot-long toboggan water slide with three exhilarating dips and hills, sounds a lot more fun than it is. Because Um, if you recall, they don't actually let you race. Oh, they don't let you
1: race, right. They want
0: you to go down at separate times, and we were trying to go down. It
1: says compete with other guests. Yeah,
0: I guess that's just if you happen to leave at the same time. Mm -hmm. But there's, what, like six or eight lanes, and it's it's not like they let you off at the same time. No. Um, Of course, there's Cross Country Creek if you enjoy... You know, just hanging river. out in the lazy river. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can enjoy the holidays with a tropical twist. So, uh, they do have peppermint shakes and cookie decorating Ooh. are some of the limited time holiday treats that they will have at Blizzard Beach.
1: Well, Blizzard Beach hasn't been open since it closed for COVID, right?
0: No, it was open. And then they reopened Blizzard Beach first. And oh, then okay. they closed it when Typhoon Lagoon opened. Okay. So, so yeah, like you said, they've been flip flopping.
1: But not none are open at the same time, or they used to be open at the same time over the summer season.
0: Right. They were, well, they were open. 10 months out of the year together, and then one would close in January, one would close in February.
1: Well, maybe this is the beginning of them both being open for the summer. So maybe this is going to be open now till May, and it'll stay open, and then maybe Blizzard Beach will reopen in May. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, not Blizzard Beach. I'm sorry. Typhoon Typhoon Lagoon will open in
0: May. Typhoon Lagoon, in my opinion, is the better water park.
1: I think that that's a very popular opinion. Mm-hmm. I think people tend to feel that way,
0: yes. and that is because of the Crush and Gusher water coaster, mm, which you, that's very you nice. don't have a water coaster over at Blizzard Beach.
1: There's something about the layout too that I just really like, and the feel. I mean, I get the concept of doing a Blizzard Beach, but. The fact that it doesn't feel tropical <laughs> right. is is not great. Well
0: it makes you feel colder. Make because there's snow around, you know, fake snow around right. and it makes you think that you're colder than you actually are.
1: Which is great in August. Right. but not so much in like
0: March. Now on the plus side, when you're done at the water park, you can just walk across the parking lot and mini golf.
1: Yes, that is a fun mini golf course. So
0: uh so yeah, so November sixth, Blizzard Beach is reopening. Okay. So that's the only story from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to Disneyland.
1: Space Mountain is supposed to be reopening in a week, and they have removed the scaffolding from the top.
0: That's the entire story. All right, good. We did four minutes on the reopening of Blizzard <laughs> Beach and 12 seconds on Space Mountain. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely not, uh, you know, dragging it out if we don't have to. Right. So what else is going on?
1: Well, everyone loves a secret menu item. Yes, who doesn't? Um, Yeah, California Adventure, they have um, an extra fun one, I think, at the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, You can order, but it is not on the menu, um, a Dole Whip Shot.
0: Yeah, and that is actually available at both the main restaurant as well as Lamplight Lounge. Okay. Um, You have to ask for it specifically. It is not on the menu. It costs $17.00. And it is a very large shot. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what kind of glass you would say that is. It's a
1: little bit bigger than like a rocks glass, but definitely smaller than a shot. But it's shaped like a shot glass, which is interesting. Okay.
0: And apparently it is a liquefied version of a Dole Whip soft serve mm-hmm. with a hint of rum. Okay. So uh, the pineapple and coconut flavors apparently mask the rum a little bit. Uh, so if you want to check out secret menu items, head over to Lamplight Lounge and ask for the Dole Whip shot. Fabulous. And that's all for California, so let's head on over to Florida. All
1: right. The hours for parks have been released for early November, and there are some extended hours that have been added for some of the parks.
0: That's right. Everybody except Epcot has a little change in their operating hours for the week of November 5th through 11th. On Sunday, November 5th, uh, the Magic Kingdom will be open until 10 p.m. Uh, That is an increase of one hour. On November 6th, it will be open until 11 p.m. That's a two-hour edition november 7th it will be open until 11 p.m as well that's an extra two hours wednesday is 10 they also get an
1: extra hour in the morning on tuesday oh you're right they open at
0: 8 a.m Mm -hmm. uh wednesday november 8th they will be open until 10 p.m that's a bonus hour uh thursday november 9th they're going to open an hour early at 8 a.m however they will be closing at 6 p.m because of mickey's very merry christmas party uh Friday, November 10th, my birthday. (laughs) Uh, The park will be open at 8 a.m. as well, uh, but still closing at 6 due to the Christmas party. And Sunday, November 11th, the park will be open from 9 a.m. to midnight. That's an extra three hours.
1: Okay, good. Uh,
0: Over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, let's see, the week of the 5th through the 11th, uh, the park will be opening at 8 a.m. on Sunday, 8 a.m. on Monday, uh, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, That is let's see, it opens actually It opens at 8 a.m. all week and that's an extra hour in the Uh, original original time had been uh, uh, 9 a.m. opening over at uh, Hollywood Studios Friday, November 10th. The park will be open early one half hour uh, at 830 a.m. instead of the previous 9 a.m. And November 11th, the park will be open uh, from 8.30 a.m. as well. So that's an extra half hour in the morning. Of course, if you are a Walt Disney World Resorts guest, you do get to get into the park a half hour earlier than these times I've mentioned now. So uh, if you're going to be there that second week of November, make sure that uh, you check your your times guide because things have changed. Very
1: good. Some scrim and netting is up at the Jungle Cruise Temple at the Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, apparently there is a lot of damage uh, from the boats coming in, so they have added some scrim to that area in order to prevent the damage. Uh, some of it is on the lower part of the temple wall. Some of it is at the entrance, uh, and it's kind of unsightly. It does detract from the uh, you know from the wall of the temple, uh, but these boats you know continuously bump up against it and. I guess it's better than a refurb.
1: I, mean, I feel like the one at the over the entrance isn't too bad. Like if you didn't know, then you wouldn't notice or, or care. Right. Because um, it kind of looks like hanging moss or something. But there's a little bit just inside the, once you get inside the tunnel, mm-hmm. that's just slapped on there and it does not look good.
0: Right. Yeah, the exterior apparently uh, at the exit, the boats have, have done some damage and there's some steel Uh, That is visible, which is why they have put this scrim up on the outside.
1: Well, hopefully they're going to
0: actually fix it. Right. Once at at some point. Right.
1: Every once in a while, we have a story that is so nitty gritty that it's really kind of amazing that we're talking about it. Right. Uh, Here's one. Uh, The cobblestones outside of the Haunted Mansion in the Magic Kingdom
0: are loose. That's right. Apparently there's a little bit of an underground leak outside the Haunted Mansion and it's causing the cobblestone to be wobbly. Now, did you mean to say that these were, uh, I forget what you said. You said uh, nit, I think you meant nitpicky.
1: I don't know what I said. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. (laughs) Whatever I said, I'm sure it was wrong. So that's, that's fine.
0: Suddenly I'm the one with the short term memory loss. Well, we both are not so great. That's true.
1: All right. Luminous, the Symphony of Us has been added to the Disney World website and some new concept art has been released.
0: That's right. Luminous is the new show, uh, Nighttime Spectacular at Epcot, and that is going to be debuting the first week of December. Um, So there's some new concept art on the page. There's a little bit of information. Uh, Luminous is going to take place in the Sky Over the World Showcase Lagoon, and it is going to be a sparkling spectacle. Uh the show debuts December fifth, which is the day we leave Disney. We're there the second through the fifth,
1: I think. Yeah, we're not going to Epcot anyway, no.
0: so. Uh it will be performed nightly at nine thirty PM. Luminous the Symphony Symphony of Us replaces Epcot Forever, which is a temporary show that replaced Illumination's Reflection of Earth. All right, good. And you'll notice I left out Harmonious just because it uh tackle so barges. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Glass has been installed at Communicore Hall as the World Celebration construction continues at Epcot.
0: That's right. Communicore Plaza and the World Celebration neighborhood continue to shape up uh, in anticipation for their opening in December as well. I cannot wait for construction in the center of the park to be done. Me either. It seems like it's been going on since 2021. It has been. It has been, Yeah. yeah.
1: Is this the last thing?
0: This is the last piece. So this is going to be... Um, we're going to have Dreamer's Point, which is where the new Walt statue is going to be. He's going to be looking out over it. Mickey and Friends uh, is going to be a meet and greet, Communicore, Communicore Hall, Hall. Right. Communicore Plaza. Uh, Communicore Hall is going to be the new uh, Festival Central. Mm-hmm. So cooking demonstrations will be put on there. Demos will go on there. Right. Uh, of course, that was supposed to be a multi-story building. And I think they ended up just doing one story after right. budget cutbacks. Um, but it is that that center point of the park, and um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: And then the other side is all the Connections, the, the eatery Right, that's all completed, Connections shop. Cafe and the Creation right. Shop. Right, so that have, was what was done first. Done then Journey Forever. of Water was next, and now they're just finishing up with the Communicore area.
0: You know, I'm a little upset that they took the fountain out in the middle, yeah. um, but they have replaced it with some green space and some trees. Uh, from, you know, the artist rendering, it looks kind of nice. Looks like they might even put some ta- tables out there. Um, but, so it uh, should
1: be ready by the time we're there in January. Hopefully. It be if
0: everything goes well, I think they're targeting an early December opening uh, for that as well. And uh, yeah, the center of the park, there's just way too many walls. Uh, right now, it's
1: just been like, yeah, it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. I'm waiting for that to open up, for sure. Some additional signage has been added to the exterior of Summer House on the Lake, That is uh, going in at Disney Springs.
0: That's right. The marquee signage is finished and there is further branding around the building. So hopefully that opens at some point this year. Uh, Looks like some of the signs have have advertised. I was going to say a summer opening, but now I guess summer is just part of the name. Um, So I I think they're expecting a late 2023 opening for this as well. All right. Um, It's been a long time coming. Yes, it has. And there's one other story from Disney Springs, and and this is a special. Normally, we only give New Gideon's cookies at the beginning (gasps) of the month. Another one. But they've been running a oh, it's a Halloween uh, one. Gideon's has had a cat adoption event going on this weekend. Oh, how nice! And they've been working with a local uh, cat rescue.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, So they have debuted their new black cat cookies.
1: It's a chocolate sugar cookie layered with chocolate cream cheese frosting. Um, and it's been moving fast. I guess you got they, they sell out, so you got to get there
0: uh, in the morning to yeah, get one. Yeah, it was only supposed to be available this weekend while they were doing their cat mm-hmm. uh, event. Um, it's sold out at both locations, but they are extending this uh, cookie through Wednesday. So if you're going to be in the area, you might want to get one.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: And there's a new store in Disney Springs that I think I'm going to have a hard time getting you out of.
1: Yeah, I was excited about this one, the Bose Signature Candle Shop.
0: That's right, uh, they are open, and uh you know if you enjoy some of the Disney scents, they do have some of the uh you know haunted mansion, some of the lobby scents, the Polynesian the right. Beach yep. Club uh, they have two locations right now um, they originally were in the marketplace co-op in disney's day of Disney's days of Christmas, uh, but this new location they've been working on since September. Uh, and they now have a location at Disney Springs. It is a, a brick-and-mortar storefront. So you can get candles, diffusers, wax melts, and more. And uh, they have scents from Disney World as well as, you know, seasonal scents like pumpkin and pine and mm-hmm. Christmas. Right. I, I don't know specifically what Christmas <laughs> smells maybe. like. Cinnamon, maybe. yeah. They also have room sprays and aromatherapy oils. Very nice. So anything that attacks your senses, uh, they have.
1: You do not make that
0: sound nice. Well, attacks it in a good way.
1: There's no such thing as attacking in a
0: good way. Stimulates
1: your senses, maybe.
0: There you go. Although, you know what would keep me busy? It looks like they have a section where guests might be able to pour their own candles. Oh. So you know how much I enjoy good candle pouring.
1: I You actually do.
0: I do. How about uh, some resort news?
1: All right. Uh, Disney World has announced that Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is going to be closed to day guests from October 26th through November 2nd.
0: Yeah. So what is a day guest?
1: I imagine if you just want to go and eat there.
0: Or visit or go to see the Tri-Circle D go Ranch. see the horses or something. Or take an archery lesson. Right. Or maybe just walk the grounds. What happens if you're going to hoop to doo Review? Right. How do you get in there? Um, so uh, the area is going to be closed off, uh, but guests who have already booked reservations will be okay. It's so, still like, open have you booked, to them. So like
1: if you booked archery or something,
0: you mean? Right. Um, so normally guests without, without their own cabin, campsite, or dining reservations are allowed to visit the resort, but you will not be able to visit during that, uh, during that time. It does impact the area Im- immediately following Halloween, including the Halloween holiday itself. They usually do have some uh, holiday golf cart parades during that area, right. which does draw folks in that aren't staying there. Right. Uh, because people do decorate their campsites and their golf carts uh, pretty imaginatively. Um, so um I, I would hate to think that they're keeping folks out because of that.
1: I think they might be though. Yeah. I think it's like free entertainment. Right. And people go and watch it and,
0: and then they don't want to deal with it. And unless they can find a way to monetize it. Right. Uh if they can find a way to charge people to come in and view the uh golf cart parade, maybe they will.
1: Which is basically what they're doing by allowing you in as long as you have a reservation for something. So if right. you have a reservation for hoop to do, you can come in. If you have a reservation for archery, you can come in.
0: Right. Um but horse riding right reservation right but if you
1: just want to like come and visit
0: they're not allowing it It.
1: right the first of the names on the commemorative display that's celebrating castaway club members who have embarked on 50 or more disney cruise line voyages has uh have been installed
0: that's right this was first announced in august uh, and it is a fence uh, on um, castaway key and as of october 20th it looks like the first 45 names have gone up Uh, And, you know, they they don't uh, list how many sailings your family has actually been on. Mm -hmm. uh, But it does, you know, as Cheryl mentioned, recognize families who have more than 50 sailings. Uh, We've been on cruises of families with 100, uh, 100 plus uh, under their belt. And that was probably... Five six years ago, that was yeah. well before COVID.
1: Yeah, I feel like families is maybe not the right word. It's usually couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they maybe had started cruising with their children, but most of the time, they're they're older couples,
0: right? Uh, so this display is over near the Castaway Key Post Office, uh, and once you reach that area, you get an email uh, that will ask you to have your family's surname displayed. Uh, that comes within ninety days of completing fifty eligible sailings, uh, and you can personalize it with a logo. Uh, the signs are limited to 20 characters, including hyphens. Um, the surname, last name, must match the one that appears on Castaway Club at records. Um, Disney uh, Cruise Line expects to update the display each quarter, or once a minimum of five family names have, names have been submitted and selected, uh, because they do fit five names per board. So I guess they're going to do them, uh, you know, one board at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those who don't know, Castaway Club is...
1: People who have cruised on the Disney Cruise Line
0: before. That's right. It's kind of a frequent sailor program. So every time you sail, you get another notch on your Castaway Club belt. Yep. uh, And then your Castaway Club uh, perks come into play depending upon how many sailings you have. Yes, at different tiers. Yes. Heading into entertainment news, there is some new word on the new Agatha Harkness series coming from Marvel Studios. Uh, you may remember that it was announced uh, originally as Agatha House of Harkness. They then changed it to Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, and then last month, uh, their new title was finally described as Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Uh, you may remember that Darkhold is the book that Wanda uh, used in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it also came into play uh, in the WandaVision series. Um, so they have uh, a new logo and a new synopsis for the series. Catherine Hahn returns once again as Agatha Harkness, who we know was introduced in WandaVision. She did get a Best Supporting Actress Emmy nomination for that. Wow. Uh, yeah. and the Agatha, that the Agatha All Along song won the Emmy for Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics. Cool. Um, this series is expected to debut in early fall of 2024. It was delayed due to the writer's strike. And, of right. course, since it involves a witch... You would expect to see that probably next September or October right, okay. uh, on the release schedule. Uh, according to the U.S. Copyright Office public record system, the first episode, a synopsis, is out. Uh, and in the first episode, we say Agatha Harkness finally break out of a spell she has been trapped in. She can't wait to get back to her old murderous ways, only to find out that she is powerless. The only way forward is for her to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help of an unlikely friend or two so uh that uh, that's kind of exciting yeah that'll be fun yeah and while we're talking about the marvel cinematic universe uh we know that the marvels is debuting on november 10th once again my birthday um it will be followed by deadpool 3 in may of 2024 captain america brave new world on july 26th of next year thunderbolts on december 20th of next year and then Blade on February 14th, because nothing says Valentine's Day like a Vampire Hunter of 2025. And that will conclude Phase 5 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Films planned for Phase 6 include the Fantastic Four with a May 2nd release date, Avengers Kang Dynasty on May 1st of 2026, and Avengers Secret Wars on May 7th of 2027. So I know that's in my calendar already. Wow. Uh, Armor Wars, a Shang-Chi sequel, an X-Men film, and another Spider-Man film are reportedly in development, but do not have release dates. Another Thor film, uh, again with Taika Taika Waititi, uh, has also been rumored to be in development. Um, As far as Disney Plus series go, What If Season 2 is scheduled to air later this year. Echo, um, also starring... Daredevil and uh, Kingpin is expected to premiere in early 2024. Darkhold Diaries, Ironheart, and Daredevil Born Again are all coming soon. Uh, Daredevil, of course, had to stop filming due to the writer's strike, uh, and that's going to be an 18-episode series. So that's going to be the largest Marvel Cinematic Universe series on Disney Plus to date. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of nerd news. Uh
1: (laughs) Uh-huh. Disney producers have said that Zootopia 2 will be just as good or better than the first.
0: That's right. And this is a new interview with uh, director and producer Brad Simonson. Uh, They were talking to him about Once Upon a Studio. Uh, He was an associate producer on Zootopia. uh, And uh, in February 2023, Bob Iger announced a Zootopia sequel. So they did ask uh, Brad about this.
1: And what did people expect Brad to say? Um, mm, it's it's going to be kind of mediocre, probably not as good as the first one.
0: Yes. Well, you know, the first Zootopia film, which is already seven years old, if you can believe it, wow. it was released in 2016. Uh, it had a critic score of 98. I um, loved it. On Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of 92. So uh, it was welly, uh, welly. It was really well thought out and, um, you know, state of the art animation uh, had a great mix of adult and childlike humor. So, um, hoping, uh, you know, hoping that the second version comes out, uh, as well as the first, but if you can't get enough Zootopia and you can't wait for that movie, there is Zootopia Plus on Disney Plus, and that is a mini-series that tells smaller stories from the Zootopia universe. And I don't know about you, but I think that one of the breakout stars of the Once Upon a Studio cartoon was the Sloth. <laughs> that asked Donald Duck to hold the elevator. Yeah, it was pretty cute. That was pretty good. So that's all the Disney news. Let's head on over to Universal.
1: Um, the annual passholder preview date has been announced for the 2023 Holiday Tribute Store.
0: That's right. The Holiday Tribute Store passholder preview will be on November 9th from 11 a.m. until park closure. So that is fun. You know who's back for this year's uh, holiday store and holidays at Universal? Who? Earl the Squirrel. Oh,
1: you love him. You
0: know, he is my favorite. And I think when we go to Disney in December, we might have to go over to Universal just to get some Earl merchandise. All right. Um, Because Earl the Squirrel has a new female friend. Oh, boy. Uh, There is a new yet unnamed uh, female squirrel. On some of the uh, merchandise,
1: I don't know. Things can't be very serious between the two of them if we sh- they can't even reveal her name. Well,
0: I just don't think that they've made the announcement yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assu- my- so here's my guess: yes, Pearl,
1: Pearl the Squirrel,
0: Pearl the Squirrel, yeah. and Earl the Squirrel. That, yeah. that kind of kind of makes sense. Uh, but you can start to get your Christmas merchandise over at Universal. Uh, they are calling her right now, and Friend. So they have okay. Earl and Friend slipper socks, Earl and Friend T-shirts. Um, Earl and Friend stockings. Uh, any Earl and Friend item you want to get is probably there, including lanyards.
1: The Starbucks location in the New York area of Universal Studios Flor- Florida has reopened after a refurbishment.
0: That's right. And it was a multi month refurbishment. The construction walls went up in early July. And as of October 19th, uh, the new Starbucks location is open. So uh, you can get your caffeine fix there. Fabulous.
1: A new popcorn bucket debuted at Universal Orlando, and it has the new Orlando Resort Parks logo on it.
0: That's right. We mentioned probably about six months ago that all of the parks were getting new logos and branding, Uh, and the first item they are on are plastic popcorn buckets. These new popcorn buckets uh, are $12.29. There's nothing fancy or spectacular about them. They're just plastic buckets with a red handle, Um, but the new park logos do appear on both sides of the bucket. Uh, One side is Universal Islands of Adventure featuring a compass design. uh, And the other side is Universal Studios Florida featuring the Universal Globe. So uh, finally seeing that branding come into the parks. Right. And then over in Universal Studios Hollywood, they've made a little bit of a switch for their Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Uh, And that is that guests may now wear costumes.
1: Oh, that's fun, I guess.
0: They do have some guidelines. Um, and they are for 2023 events from October 18th forward.
1: I mean, that makes it more fun. It's not very fun if you can't dress up. Like for a Halloween event, that's just half of a Halloween event to me.
0: That is true. So the guidelines are now that guests must be fully clothed, including shoes and shirts. You may not wear clothing or accessories that give a false impression that you work for Universal or uh, emergency personnel. You can... uh, Uh, Not wear any covering that fully or partially obscures a face. No prosthetic makeup that covers face, uh, uh, you know, eyes, nose, or mouth. Clothing that Universal deems as indecent or exposes excessive portions of the skin uh, are not allowed. Service animals may not wear or be part of any costume. Uh, No weapons of any kind are permitted. No special or atmospheric effects. No veils or long trains. No costumes. Uh, let's see. Costumes may not interfere with security screening. They cannot be any more than 25 inches wide or 80 inches inches high in order to meet metal detection regulations. Uh, and Universal it reserves the right to preclude any costume that may cause confusion that the guest is part of Halloween Horror Nights. So I guess as long as you're going to follow those rules, you're fine to go.
1: It's a lot of rules, though.
0: It is. I mean, I
1: like. I got distracted by my phone during that. We, it was so long.
0: Well, you know why? Because you have a veil on your costume and now you can't go. Well, that's okay. I don't like it there anyway.
1: Over at SeaWorld Orlando, they had three endangered sawfish
0: born. That's right. And it was kind of an unexpected pregnancy. SeaWorld's aquarium is the only one in the U.S. that houses these endangered species and only the second one in the world to host a successful birth. Uh, the mother has lived at SeaWorld since 1998 and she and a male are residents of the park's Shark Encounter Aquarium. So I think we know who the father is. <laughs> uh, the pregnancy was discovered during a routine ultrasound and came out of nowhere.
1: That's what they all say.
0: So uh, I don't know. I don't I know. How don't know how they- <laughs> um, the fact that she carried a f- pregnancy to term successfully in her early 30s uh, kind of amazed the veterinarian staff. Um, they did announce the past, uh, the birth on this uh, past Tuesday during passholder events tied to International Sawfish Day.
1: Oh, I didn't know so that was a thing.
0: I, I did not know it was International Sawfish Day. Um, so the small-toothed sawfish have been on the endangered species list for 20 years. They are found primarily in the Bahamas, Cuba, and around Florida. There are five species of sawfish in the world. All are endangered. Um You know, and they describe the sawfish as it looks like a hedge trimmer on the front, a stingray in the middle, and a shark in the back. All right. Um, So uh, that's the deal there. Mother and the three babies have been moved to the Aquarium Health Center uh, so that they could be protected uh, while they get used to each other. And uh, they will eventually make their way out uh, to the general public. Um, The the, uh, babies have doubled in size right now. Uh, And by the time they are full-grown, they are expected to be 11 to 12 feet long. All right. Uh, Mom is a little more than 11 feet and weighs 385 pounds. Oh, that's a big fish. Yeah, I don't think it's polite to give a lady's weight. (laughs) No. You should never give her weight or her age. (laughs) So uh, congratulations to SeaWorld. Uh, They are part of the species survival plan. So those three pups may be breeded with uh, one of the other aquariums around the world. Uh, in order to help the species survive.
1: How do they do that, though? When you've got only, like, one family, right? Because it was, like, two unrelated fish. Right. Sawfish, like a female and a male, and they mated
0: and had babies. Yes.
1: But now, is it okay for, for
0: well, fish not to mate, mate with each other? They're not going to mate with each other. They're going to mate. They're going to find at another aquarium
1: I know, but fish. if you just leave them in the tank together... I, what would happen? I don't know. They need to like take them. Maybe they need to trade sawfish. I don't know. This across... isn't this isn't Alabama. <laughs> don't say stuff like that. You have to take that out. No, not you right now. You, you have to take that out. What if someone from Alabama is listening? We
0: we have no. like thirty listeners, no. and none of them are from Alabama. <laughs> so uh, that is all of our news. We will be back here on Wednesday, and until then, I'm Tony,
1: and I'm Cheryl,
0: and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time podcast.